everyone. Welcome to another episode of NGI's Hub and Flow podcast. I'm Letitia Gonzalez speaking to you from Houston, where I cover the day-to-day gyrations in the North American natural gas market. Joining me today is Brian Laverne, Chief Meteorologist and Analyst at Bespoke Weather Services. Brian is a degree meteorologist born in the state of Virginia who started his career back in 2001 as a local television meteorologist in the small town of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, before moving on to AccuWeather in 2003. He then relocated to Houston in 2006 and spent years advising energy traders at firms such as Saracen Energy Partners, J.P. Morgan's Commodities Desk, and VTOL. In 2016, he began working on his own as a trader in the natural gas space, and last year took over as the lead meteorologist and natural gas analyst at Bespoke Weather Services. Brian, welcome to NGI's Hub and Flow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. Uh, So we have a lot to talk about today. The focus of this podcast is the storage trajectory and where we are heading for the last couple of months in the traditional injection season. As you all know, the traditional injection season runs through October 31st, and there's been a lot of moving parts over the last couple of months in the natural gas market, um, both when it comes to price, uh, demand, obviously with COVID-19 impacting demand, but we've also had some turmoil in the oil markets that has upended the supply. So, Brian, how did we get here? Let's talk about where we are now, where storage is sitting right now, and and how we got here. Uh, Well, we got here, uh, this combination of several factors uh, that got us to where we are. Um, First of all, going into last winter, we knew that there was an elevated risk that we could really have some supply issues. Production had soared to all-time highs, and then it did not help things that we wound up having a pretty mild winter, especially the December to February component, which is really the meat of the winter. That was very warm. So, you know, as a result, we just didn't burn as much gas as we normally would have. So, We wound up, uh, what, we wound up going into last winter about 3.75 TCF, and we came out of winter at roughly right around 2 TCF, so burned about 1.75 on on what was a pretty warm winter. If you factor in, well, what if we had just had a normal winter? Well, maybe we would have pulled uh, about 2.3 or so, so it definitely made a difference. So we had all of that production, and then you put a warm winter on top of it. We just came out of winter with quite a bit of gas. Then, well, we got hit, as everyone knows, we got hit with the COVID virus, which had impacts in several different ways. Uh, One impact was with large parts of the economy shutting down, demand was less. So we had a lot of demand destruction due to the economic shutdowns. Now, we also had the big crash in oil prices. So production was coming down at the same time as a result of all of this stuff going on. But the demand destruction, at least in the natural gas space, was outweighing the production declines. So far, all of the factors that we've talked about are bearish. And that's why we saw prices just crumble and we went down uh, all the way to multi multi year lows in fact the lowest prices we've seen in what over 25 years um, at one point as we got into summer it has been a hotter summer 
it looks like we are shaping up for potentially uh, maybe the fifth hottest summer on record this year. So it, that has helped ease things somewhat. We've had some enhanced demand for this summer. And you know, still, putting all of these things together, it, it's still been a pretty bearish picture. And, and that's why prices you know, now are still pretty low when you look back at historical levels. Right. And I think that's something that, you know, we had a huge rally in the market last week, 40 cents that we netted over just a couple of days. And prices did rally quite strongly. Um, It looked like sentiment was maybe turning a little bit bullish. I know we've got some volatility ahead. But one thing that you mentioned in one of your recent notes, which I found was interesting and something that we need to remember is that even though we did have that huge rally, prices are still sitting very low. We're, we're only at about $2.18 for September. So in the grand scheme of things, yes, we had a huge rally, but at the end of the day, prices are not far above $2. And that's something we definitely need to keep in mind. So we are, like you said, we're just a couple of months away from the end of the injection season, and we've had some heat. What are some of the things that we need to watch here for the next couple of months? Do we have that containment risk in the market or are we out of the woods yet? I don't think we're completely out of the woods yet. I had kind of thought that the summer heat along uh, with you know what we expect to be uh, a resurgence in LNG exports as we move along, not going to be all at once, but gradually as we move along, we'll start seeing those come back. And then you still have production way off the winter highs. So putting all of those things together, I felt like the risk of containment was was actually relatively low, which may have been what the market latched onto last week, and that's why it rallied 40 cents. I don't think we're completely out of the woods yet. I still think that risk is low, but with this higher price point, you do run the risk of pricing some demand back out. So in the event that if, if heat were to suddenly flop and, and we see a cool end of August, cool September, maybe a bearish warm October, there is still some risk there of it. So uh, we can't completely write that off yet. Yeah. And do you think that weather is kind of that biggest risk? I mean, the weather models, even over the last couple of weeks, have been flipping back and forth. And so while August has been hot, it looks like now we're trending a little bit cooler. And, you know, it seems like we can't really, you know, we need all the breaks that we can get. So do you feel like weather really is that biggest, I guess, risk factor for storage over the next couple of months? It's definitely a big risk factor. It's hard to say what the biggest risk factor is. Of course, in addition to the weather, we have to see, well, will LNG exports really ramp up? What will production look like? There's a lot of forecasts for production to actually continue declining. Will that happen? And then COVID, uh, what will that do? Um, Will it resurge as we get toward the end of summer into fall? enough to where perhaps some things get shut down again. So a lot of different risk factors out there. But yeah, on the weather front, August so far isn't turning out as hot as we expected, but it is still projected to be hotter than normal. And with the La Nina state, we'll probably see a hotter than normal September as well. The risk, though, is that this type of pattern stays warm also into October, which at that point, it starts to become bearish. So exactly. That is something to really watch for. It could certainly see a case of, wow, you know, 
we're still hotter than normal August, September. Uh, we're not injecting as much gas. And then suddenly you get to October and like, uh-oh, we're staying warm into October. Now these last few injections could be bigger than normal. So that's something to watch for on the weather front. Definitely. So where do you see the end of season storage levels at? As of right now, I'm basically between 4.05 and 4.1 based on our balance models. Now, that is a little above what I'm seeing out there in the market. And the reason for that is factoring in some of that weather expectation. I feel like everybody has talked about La Nina, hot summer. So I think the market probably expects August and September to be hotter than normal. The, quote, surprise factor uh, would be when you get to October. I'm factoring in a bearish October into early November, especially relative to the last couple of years. And so that's why my final number is, is a little higher than some of what we've seen out there. Right. I believe the EIE traded almost right at 4 TCF uh, today. So we're slightly above that. Okay. Yeah. And I do remember last year, you know, we did still see injections in opt- in November, excuse me. So, so that's not unheard of. What about pricing for Henry Hub futures? I, I think I might be a little bit like you, you know, looking ahead towards maybe some more bearishness, you know, as the months advance and as we get into October, where do you see pricing from here? I wouldn't be surprised if we consolidate here in in this range, sort of where we're at for a little while until we see, okay, are we pricing out any demand? Um, But if it does turn out that things go sort of as expected with a gradual increase in LNG exports and we do stay hotter than normal, even despite some of these recent cooler trends, it really wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, prop month ultimately rally more. I mean, could it go up to even 250? I think that that's very possible. Now, the risk, again, is that you rally up to that point, but then if you get to, say, the middle of October and it's warm, then suddenly you're, that's when you say, okay, we're, we're going to inject more gas than we thought. That's when prices could be at risk for a bigger retrace. Right. All right. And I know a lot of that LNG export demand is being factored into the recent rally, especially with global prices also rallying. But that is that is a big unknown. And COVID will influence those markets here as we head into the winter months. So there's definitely still a lot of uncertainty. And so, Brian, we'll be looking to you and to other folks in the market for guidance and see how all of this shakes out. It definitely will be interesting, uh, especially in, in, in the last thing I'll mention real quick is we haven't really even talked about the disconnect between the front of the curve and winter. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy if you look at the production, how low it is year over year. Man, if it doesn't rise, we could be in a situation where, yeah, you get four, 4.1 TCF. The front months are very weak, but yet you could still have a bullish case for winter. I mean, it's it's just a situation that we're not used to seeing. Right. And I think we've been stuck in this trading range for so long, for so many months that it, it seems like now the market is poised to kind of break out of that. And we might see some volatility that we haven't seen in, in quite a long time. So definitely, a few interesting months coming up ahead. And as I said, Brian, you'll be, you know, in the weeds looking at all the data and uh, and providing your thoughts on everything. And we appreciate that. 
Absolutely. That's uh, that's what we do here. And uh, yeah, a lot to watch for, a lot of moving parts. So uh, a very interesting few months coming up. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. At Natural Gas Intelligence, we believe that transparent markets empower businesses, communities, and economies. And we work hard to provide natural gas price transparency for the Americas. This podcast is a part of our efforts. We'd love to hear from you, and we encourage you to subscribe to and rate this podcast. And then we want you to go tell your friends and colleagues about us. On behalf of Brian and myself, thank you for listening to this episode of NGI's Hub & Flow. We wish you good health and look forward to speaking with you soon. Mm -hmm.